The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the home for amazing pin collectibles with over 300 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code worth 10% off your next order at fansets.com. Fansets, our pins have character. This is Dan. And I'm Kevin, and we're the Hageman Brothers. Creators of Star Trek Prodigy. And you're listening to Discovering Trek Prodigy. With Emily and Mike Bovia. Take it away, you knuckleheads. Lots of destruction in a simulated fashion. Apparently, photon grenades are a musical fruit. And unlocking more secrets of the protostar. We're back from hiatus, so set a course for Gamma Hydra Section 10, but watch out for gravitic mines. I'm Mike Bovia, and this is Discovering Trek Prodigy. Thanks for joining us on Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Universe Companion, presented by Fansets. And wow, we go from the Enterprise D to a number of legacy characters to the Kobayashi Maru simulation. And the first Star Trek episode of 2022 did not disappoint. And someone else who doesn't disappoint is my co-host, though she is frequently disappointed with me. She's my progeny, Emily. And Emily, how many times would you take the Kobayashi Maru simulation? I would probably give up on the first try. You wouldn't be like Dal and do 100 plus? No, but I also know that it's not beatable, so. That's true. That's true. You're you're not as ignorant of how it works as he was. So, so that our listeners are not ignorant, why don't you tell them where they can find us? You can follow the show on Twitter at Discovering Trek, and you can find us on Twitter at Trek Legacy, as well as Instagram with the same handle. You can also find us in Camp Kittimer from time to time. If you'd like to join the conversation there, a couple simple questions and you'll be welcomed in by our admins, Haley, Jackie, and Fark. You can subscribe to the podcast by downloading the Trek East mobile app or by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So that's where you can find us. So as we have discussed quite frequently on this show, our goal for our guests is to either have those that are within the target audience, like Emily's age group on, or their parents. And today our guest is a mother of two children that is within the target audience of Prodigy. And she is a huge fan of Voyager who hopes that in 2383, Janeway and Chakotay are married. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Kellen Gonsalves. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, and that is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are your kids thinking of a prodigy so far? So my, my kids are um, brand new to Star Trek. Um, they, I mean, over the last few years, I've been more active in the fandom. So they've kind of, um, they're starting to slowly just know like, okay, mama loves, <laughs> loves Star Trek. Um, my daughter, is obsessed with Janeway. So like, she was so excited to, to start watching prodigy and, um, and my son really, really got into it. He was, he was like, I can't wait for the next episode when the first one aired. Um, that's great. And of course, of course, Grace is in love with Murph, like <laughs> wanted, wanted a Murph stuffed animal right away. I'm like, I'm sorry. There's not even merchandise out yet. Who doesn't um, want a Murph stuffed animal? So for Christmas, I made, um, I got a pillow made that's like in the shape um, and has the picture. And I put a, um, a recorded voice inside. That's cool. <laughs> and it's like the best thing ever. I was like, I'm a little more excited than she is, but uh, she loves, she loves her Murph. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Well, why don't we get into the next episode 
of Prodigy. But before we do that, here is a reminder that this episode of Discovering Trek provides spoilers for the Prodigy episode Kobayashi. If you have not watched yet, head over to Paramount Plus, watch the episode, and then head back and listen. Failure to do so leaves you open to spoilers. Episode 6 of Star Trek Prodigy, Kobayashi, aired January 6, 2022. It was written by Aaron J. Walkie and directed by Alan Wan. And what is the breakdown of the episode? Protostar comes out of warp and the crew all want to know what just happened. Computer trajectory shows that they've traveled 4,000 light years from the Delta Quadrant all the way to the Gamma Quadrant. Most of the crew decides that they want to contact the Federation, everyone except for Dao. He finds the Kobayashi Maru test on the holodeck and runs through multiple simulations with the best of Starfleet and fails each time. Gwen and Zero work to figure out why Hologram Janeway doesn't know about the Protostar and its mission and finds out they need to declassify a file. Dao finally performs well, but accidentally destroys his ship, learning that it's a no-win scenario and he needs to rely on his crew and their abilities. He comes to talk to the crew as they unlock another mystery of the Protostar. Thank you, M, for that awesome, what usually is a six-sentence synopsis. Uh, because of how great this episode was, we had to expand to seven this week. So let's get into all of our thoughts on this week's episode. And we will start with our guest, Kellen. What did you think of this episode this week? Um, by far, the best the best episode. There's my cat, May. <laughs> um, by far the best Prodigy episode that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's no denying that. Um, we were floored when we saw this episode. Oh, I yeah. mean, me probably more than her, but even she was like, wow, I can't believe they're bringing <laughs> back all these characters. Yeah. First, they um, didn't pick up on it. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my kids were like, "Who are all these people?" And I was like, oh, "This one's, you know, part of this crew." And blah blah blah. And I'm like, you don't know any of this, but this is amazing. Well, and you know, I I actually I actually put this on Twitter um, yesterday when the episode dropped that this episode really encompasses what Prodigy is all about. Yes. It's it's putting it out there, all this legacy stuff for the kids. And it's getting the kids now to engage their parents that have watched. And now there's conversation going with the kids and the parents about it. I mean, this is what Prodigy is about. Absolutely. I was I thinking um also that I love that it's introducing to the the kids that are in the audience through hollow Janeway explaining things to the kids on the crew, you know, right. like explaining what a hollow deck is and like, and it's like they're learning while the, the kids in the audience are learning. I think that's so cool. Em, what were some of your thoughts on this episode? Um, I really liked how they introduced the holodeck with Murph just getting lost all of a sudden. And, you know, he's, he kind of blends into the background most of the time during the show because he doesn't really do much, but then they still notice that he's gone. They're like, where's Murph? Where did he go? And then like, Oh, we need then, Murph's, um, you know, decision. Yeah. Too. We, we need his ability to eat the ship. Yeah. yeah. It's crucial. And leave residue behind. Right. <laughs> so, so since we're on the subject of Murph, uh, the hashtag went out yesterday, Murph toots. Um, uh, you know what? I'm here for the toilet humor. I, I gotta say <laughs> that right now. Um, it, I, I knew something was going to happen with the photon grenades and him. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was just going to be the burp. Uh, and then at, toward the end, I said, I said, hold on, wait a minute. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> uh, em and my wife, they're like, what, what? I said, he just farted too. <laughs> backed it up they're like oh yeah it's like so subtle <laughs> i think yeah some people like i talked to they totally missed it and they were like wait what yeah. back. 
I watched it's, it before I watched it with my kids. And then I was like, just wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> so I, I want to talk I about. wasn't done yet. Oh, excuse <laughs> you me. Think that, you think that all I wanted to mention was Murph? No, I want to talk about the art more. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I have more coming about the art actually later. It's in my Medal of Honor. But um, I really like the, I'm only just noticing it now when the ship was like at the last moments when Gwen and Zero were remarking all of the files. I love the ship palette that they used. It's all blue and teal and it's so beautiful and I love it. And it's amazing. And it, it, it matches with the Starfleet flag too, the white and the blue. It's awesome. Um, I also really liked how Dal chose to save Gwen instead of everybody making him go back. I think that mm. was good character growth. And that's actually something I wanted to talk about. Um, yes, same. You know, we see a little bit of tension between the two of them, and it's not the angry tension that it used to be. Right. It's now kind of that uncomfortable teenage tension, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, like he, and he doesn't want to admit that he was the one that, um, decided that. Right. Go back. But he's still trying, he, right. He's still trying to be like this, this big guy that doesn't care about anything. Right. But, at, <laughs> but at the same time, he's all, he also says, oh, but we did, we made sure that there's a cop for you or a bunk for you. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's kind of that are. back and forth. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do you think that there's going to be uh, a little thing between Dal and Gwyn this year or in the future? I do think so. And I kind of hope so as well. Yeah. I, I feel like it would be very, it would definitely go along with the story of, you know, they, 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 they uh, I don't know what just happened at the beginning of the show. They like, it seemed like they wanted to be friends, but mm -hmm. at the same time, they like, couldn't be. So, so are, pe so are people going to be shipping Dal and Gwen? Probably. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely has already happened. Oh, well, I'm sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. What would it be? Dwal or gal? <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh we were discussing this actually tonight after dinner gonna break some brains a little bit here mm -hmm. so so we see the vaunacott breeding here in a um flashback so we know that Prodigy takes place in 2383. The flashback states that this is 17 years prior and says stardate 43929.9. And people all over the internet have already deciphered this. Takes place between the TNG episodes Sarek and Menage a Troy. So with that being said, according to this, Chakotay was in the Delta Quadrant before Voyager was in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. So there's two of them. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to make for some really interesting stuff going down the road. And I'm, I'm here for it. I, I think this is cool. I love all that timey-wimey stuff. I really do. Well, either it, time travel or cloning, and I want both <laughs> of them equally because both of them would be just <laughs> insane. Right. And like alternate universe. Right. Kind of yeah. And, and this kind of this kind of goes back to what I've talked about going forward on this show is that you have the stuff that's there for the kids. But I mean, the toilet humor. Yeah, it's intended for the kids, but, you know, I loved it. Um, yeah. But 
then you also have this deep stuff like that, that the parents are like, we got to know what's happening here. Yeah. Um, That's so a I, lot of shows are, mm-hmm. I feel, you know, growing up watching uh, like Rugrats mm-hmm. now when my husband and I watch that, we're like, oh my God, <laughs> like yeah, a lot of yeah. it is like way, way over kids' heads. So yeah. Toy, Toy so Story. Easy. Yep. Yep. Exactly. What? Now I want to watch Toy Story. (laughs) You'll probably understand more now. (laughs) That means that I've grown up. I don't want to think about that. No. (laughs) Library computer data being received. All right. So let's get into some of the callbacks uh, from this episode because. Even if you take out the legacy characters, there was still yes, a ton in this episode. Yeah. So, so what what did you come up with, Callan? Well, I mean, obviously the you know the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, and mm-hmm. that and that was a great that was a fantastic moment between them. And yep. I just absolutely snorted laughing when he when he high fived. Yes. So live long and prosper. I just was like, oh my gosh. That was one of the funniest points for me. Um that I was put great. in my notes. I put in my notes Vulcan high five for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We should all adopt that. One had <laughs> um one callback that like I don't I don't know if you're not a Voyager fan, you might not understand is um Janeway's um holodeck program, the Jane Ear. Um, yeah, that's what yep. I put down. They never called it that. I don't. Think. Right. It was. It was Janeway what? Lambda One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that I, one. That was on, cool to see. On my list, I wrote down very quick things, and I have Janeway's novel, and I I just looked at it for like five minutes while you were talking, trying to figure out what it what it was. <laughs> I was like, did she write a book? Yeah, and then you're then you're remembered, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought it I thought it was uh, I thought it was cool. The uh, the butler comes out and uh, calls him Ma- Master Poggy. <laughs> uh, that was great. That was very funny. Em, how about you? What did you come up with for callbacks? I didn't come up with a lot because this time I was really lazy and I just wrote down the things that I I could easily notice. So mm-hmm. I have the game, which is all that it's called. In yeah, it's it's the it's the Katarian game. Yeah, the yeah. mind control game, the little disc thing. And then the Vulcan match from TOS. Califi. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I noticed that. That that was pretty cool. I'm that used to be one of my yeah. favorite episodes. I think it probably still is one of your favorite episodes. It's one from, of the better from, episodes from, from TOS. Yeah. Yeah. I like some of the weird episodes too. I like that episode. I don't even remember what it's called, but the one with the green hand with the ship and the Apollo. Oh, who mourns for Adonais. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I had that um, mention of SETI Alpha 5 for skydiving from The Wrath of Khan. Obviously, the Kobayashi Maru started with the Wrath of Khan. Um, you know, I don't think we need to get into all of the uh, all of the legacy characters. You know, we if we want to talk about that later, we can. But you know, Uhura, Crusher, Odo, Spock, Scotty, and then at the end, Chicote. Um, and we knew that Chicote was going to be in Prodigy at some point, but now here he is. So. We've got the first uh, the first breadcrumbs leading us yes. along the path. Yes, I mean, what a cliffhanger that was. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not uh, entirely sure whether the Janeway that was in the preview was hologram Janeway or real Janeway because so that's both what of a lot them, of people Yeah, both of them that. make sense to me. So right. Ooh, I should go back and watch that to check the pips because if she's still a captain, then it's good. But if she's an admiral, then it's real. And if there's and if there's nothing, then she's the hologram. Because if yep. you've noticed, the hologram has nothing. That's true. Yeah. 
Yeah. I thought, yeah, that uh, see, there you go. M you can, you can take something and formulate that for your, uh, mm-hmm. what you think could happen in the future. Yeah. You'll have to figure out who Murph is though, or what Murph is. We, yeah, we like, still do. I know they keep saying, you'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to begin with him. Really? <laughs> okay. Please specify how you would like to proceed, sir. So now we move into our lessons learned, the Starfleet Academy portion of the program. And Star Trek has always been something that's tried to teach the audience something about itself. And now Prodigy is bringing that to the next generation of its viewers. So what do we think, in our opinion, is this episode trying to teach us, the younger audience, or whoever? Um, and I thought there was a few different things that this episode there, brought yeah. up. Do you have your hand up, Em, to go first? Yes. Okay. Um, so Zero just flat out says it to Gwen later on with, why would you need a translator on this ship when it can give you every language perfectly? And then Zero says it's more than translation, it's interpretation, right. which really is kind of a thing that isn't that easily latched onto. I had to think about it for a second, but it's like, if somebody's like, it's like how, when you're reading a story and they give and the author gives you, you know, a landscape that the characters are in or a description of the characters and you read it and in your mind, you can visualize it because you're interpreting that character or that landscape in your head and you can see it really clearly because you've read it it's like zero was telling her like um you have to listen to what people are saying but a translator can give you something but it can't give you the emotion that the person is feeling so you really have to pay attention to that so that is really deep from uh, four words on a piece of paper that were in the notes. So Thank very you. good. Very good. That's yeah. Good. You know, you know, the other thing that I thought along with that was something that I used to tell you when you were a lot younger is it's not what you said, but it's how you said it. And you, you know, you kind of touched on that, you know, translation is literally just, what do what does this word mean mean from one language to another but it's not getting the sense of what you're trying to say it's a nice job with that em kellen how about you what did you uh, have for a thought I mean, for this there are definitely a few i mean the biggest one is the moment between spock and and doll that um you know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. One of the most iconic mm-hmm. lines. Um, and like we said before, I think Dahl was already kind of, he's already developing as a character and, you know, starting to think about others and not just himself. Um, mm-hmm. But you do see that, like, that ego and everything during that simulation. I mean, how many times did he do, <laughs> did he do that? <laughs> and Pog is like, uh, I'm not counting or anything, but uh, you 42. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked the line when, uh, when him and Spock were talking there, how he said, I guess I need to use my ears more than I use my mouth. Um, so yeah, he, he truly got what Spock was saying there. So yeah, yeah. nice. I, I, I like that. I do get how mad he got during the simulation though, because I feel like my ego would be hurt having failed that many times if I didn't know what was going on. Well, hey, uh, you know. And then the- after he destroyed his own ship. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no! <laughs> Hey, you don't have to go any further than the first captain or the first character that they mention in the simulation. Who's this J.T. Kirk? I mean, he's, you know, he's the guy that was mad that he couldn't beat it. So he reprogrammed it so he could beat it. Um, So, you know, Dal isn't that far off in in that way, wanting to find a way around the no win scenario. 
So I thought something important actually came out of the exchange between uh, Dal and uh, Pog on the holodeck. Just before he actually kicked Pog off, uh, Pog made the comment to him, maybe you should listen to what your crew has to say and take their advice because, you know, they're telling you some good things. And I I think that's something we can all work on is, you know, not just, uh, not just going out there and doing what we want to do, but listening to the advice of others. And you know what, maybe we do make a decision that still takes us in the direction that we were thinking, but now it's more of an educated decision. Um, I've got a couple of people that, that work under me at work. And uh, one of the things that I always do, you know, when we've got a big decision to make is we'll meet and we'll talk. And I want to get everybody's opinion on the matter so that, you know, we can formulate something good before we put something into process. And if that means that, you know, what I came up with isn't the best, (laughs) whatever, but uh, you know, the important thing is that you do the right thing. And sometimes that means taking other people's advice. That kind of goes along with um, this happened a lot in, in Voyager um, Chakotay always, you know, trying to give his opinion to Janeway. Like, mm-hmm. like, I really don't think this is a good idea. And a lot of times Janeway was like, Nope, like we're doing yep. it this way. Very stubborn, you know, and um, mm-hmm. it kind of always went back to like, Oh crap! You were, <laughs> you were right. right. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scorpion comes to mind. Oh yeah. Uh, that that whole scenario. Um, yeah, absolutely. I hadn't I hadn't even thought of that, but you're absolutely right. I, I didn't right. until right this second. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. They always do lead to very good episodes, though. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. to talk about Fansets, the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Long before we were doing a podcast sponsored by them, we were Fansets customers. The quality of the merchandise they put out is second to none. It's not just Star Trek that they offer, as they have something for all different types of fandoms, including Scooby-Doo, DC Comics, Batman 66, Harry Potter, and Brick and Morty. You know, it's funny that this latest episode has Uhura in it because the first release for 2022 is a beautiful Uhura pin from TOS with the Enterprise and one of those colorful 60s planets in the background. So keep an eye on fansets.com for those and over 300 officially licensed Star Trek pins, including the Delta's Done Right collection, the Micro Crew pins, episode pins, and many other great designs. So go to fansets.com and put a whole bunch of pins in your cart. As a listener to the show, you can receive 10% off your next order from Fansets by using the code DISCOVERINGCHECK at checkout. And remember that you receive free shipping in the U.S. on orders $30 or more. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. We'd also like to take a moment to discuss a special event. On January 15th, the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, in combination with Roddenberry Podcasts, invite you to Trek Talks, a six-hour live stream telethon to benefit the Hollywood Food Coalition. The Hollywood Food Coalition helps those less fortunate by providing a hot, nutritious, multi-course meal seven nights a week. Join us as 60-plus Star Trek luminaries come on to regale us with stories, discussion, and serious conversation. And with John Billingsley as one of the hosts, you can guarantee that there will be antics. So this is all to benefit a great cause. So go to YouTube or Facebook live on Saturday, January 15th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. And check out trektalks.net for a detailed guest list and how to donate.
so now it's time to give out our awards that we don't actually hand to people, but uh, they like to be known. So our Christopher Pike Medals of Honor this week. Um, so, M, since I'm sure your Medals of Honor include something animation related, why don't you go first? They actually don't include animation, but they do include a lot of art. So the first oh. thing that I wanted to give a Medal of Honor Excuse to. Excuse me. The first thing that I wanted to give the Medal of Honor to is the color palettes that they chose. I already mentioned it way back in my thoughts, but I wanted to mention it again because I just thought it was so cool and I didn't notice it until afterwards. So what I noticed is that every single scene with the Diviner has a lot of red in it. It's all red and orange and yellow color palette and it's awesome. And it really shows just like that evil intent kind of thing. You know, it's just like, it gives your, your subconscious mind this evil sense thought. that it's, yeah, it just gives it this sense that it's like, uh, this guy's bad. Also, he looks really scary, but so another thing that I noticed was when they were all down in engineering with Gwen and Zero and then Janeway, when she said that she didn't remember why the protostar was on Tars Lamora, um, even though, you know, all of engineering was lit up because of um, the drive and it was all blue, but when she said that, it turned like green. And I don't know why, but that just like... It made me think that something was definitely wrong and there was either it was like deleted somehow by someone or it like it was like she does know, but she's just not allowed to tell anybody. And so like whenever she tries to or wants to or she somebody asks, she just yeah, like she physically can't get the words out. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I also noticed. Um, I also really liked, um, how much Dal grew in this episode. That was really, really good. He's not a jerk anymore. That's not true. <laughs> Mostly. Um, I also want to give a medal of honor to the proto star drive because that thing is awesome. And Very good. It. Nice. And I don't know how you could uh, tell me that that's, I mean, I guess you're really splitting hairs with uh, the color palettes are more art than animation. Eventually. Well, how is you... it animation? It's not like, oh, this thing moved over there. It's this color is this color and that color is that. How is that animation? That's like saying a, that me throwing colors on a paper is animation. This is this is what you have to look forward to when your daughter's almost 13. <laughs> I feel like I'm already dealing that with like my son, <laughs> my son, seven-year-old son. He's already like giving me the oh mama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what what are your medals of honor for this episode um definitely murph uh because he didn't explode and <laughs> he is like indestructible and that mm -hmm. was pretty awesome um and of course the the toot the murph toot um <laughs> the holodeck scene was just all around mm -hmm. um like just hysterical and i loved when they were behind the console like ah. yeah yeah that was great um that was hysterical um and of course the the vulcan high five um and the introduction of captain chakotay i mean come on mm -hmm. i've been waiting for it um and just seeing you know the look on hollow Janeway's face when he, when she realized who it was, um, that was, that was a great moment for all of us JCers out there. Definitely. <laughs> um, but just great to see Chakotay again. Definitely. And hear his voice. Yeah. So uh, I think some of what I have is similar to both of you. Um, so first off, Aaron Waltke, the writer of this episode, um, when we interviewed Dan and Kevin, 
Hageman, they said that he is the guy in the writer's room that lives for this kind of stuff. And man, did it come out in this episode? Like whenever you thought something had like hit its peak, he brought something to one up it. Um, And then on top of all of that, like Dal actually beats it. And then you have the comedy of him then blowing his own ship up. I mean, you know, the whole, the whole thing just like so well-rounded, um, you know, I'm going to say later that, you know, this is definitely a fan service episode, but man, it was done right. I mean, it, it wasn't just fan service for the sake of putting stuff in there that the fans were going to know. It was a very well-rounded story that just had it as part of it. Um, my next one goes to, for the first time, I believe, uh, but I could be wrong here, Brett Gray as Dal. Um, because you know what? He did what all of us would do. Just keep repeating the test until we could beat it. Um, except for Emily, who's shaking her head because even when we give her tests at home for homeschooling, she finally just throws her hands up and goes, Nope. 70 is good enough. Here you go. Oh, oh, well, (laughs) at least I didn't fail. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes almost to obsession, um, you know, think of in deep space nine, how obsessed, um, Cisco was with Michael Eddington. Um, you know, the obsession that went into, uh, defeating the Krenum in year of hell, you know, all, all of that, all of that, you know, we've seen this obsession before. So, Dal is actually shaping up to follow in the footsteps of some of these greats and actually got to work with some greats on this episode. And then finally, I think the best taste of all the end card on this episode in memory of Renee Aubergenois, James Dewan and Leonard Nimoy who inspire us to go boldly. Um, so nice that that was put there. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, it's been a couple of years now since Renee and then um, um, Aaron Eisenberg uh, both died. So I know the two of them were on everybody's mind, but, you know, Jimmy Dewan and Leonard Nimoy obviously were huge parts of uh, the franchise as well. And, you know, let's not forget that uh, this is the first time we've had uh, Gates McFadden in a speaking role since Nemesis. So pretty cool there. One thing that I also want to mention, and I completely forgot, is I really love when Dal just goes completely insane in that one turn um, with like the <laughs> rock music on the bridge. And he's just like, they can't hear us. <laughs> Like his well, eyes are like bloodshot. Eh, and you know, you know what I forgot to actually bring up too that I thought, and I probably would have brought this up at the beginning of the episode, but I just completely forgot about it. His nicknames for everybody. I was just gonna say that I love Big Red. <laughs> yeah, Big Red, uh, Jelly Man, Pointy oh, Ears, Earpiece, Mustache. <laughs> so Amazing. cool. So this next section of the show, uh, we're doing a little bit of a change to. So this used to be the section that was the transwarp conduit to the Delta Quadrant, but changes to Prodigy have brought on changes to Discovering Trek. So from henceforth, this will be engage the Protostar Drive as we figure out what could happen going forward based on this week's episode uh previous storylines and so our predictions can be as short as what's going to happen next week or as far ahead as the end of season one 
So, Kellen, why don't you go first? Because I, I, I have a feeling I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I, I really don't have like a um, <laughs> a full thought of what is going to happen, but I know, or I think it, it is going to be some sort of either time travel alternate universe something because if the proto star was around 17 years ago and Chakotay was the captain there's got to be some crazy story about how he was in the delta quadrant before that and like you said emily uh was that hollow janeway was that actual janeway like what's going on here we know that there's going to be three i think um different versions of janeway i believe they said yep Endgame um, version. <laughs> yeah, I I know, and like, actually, one of the really crazy ideas um, is that I mean, I had talked to so many people afterwards about all these, um, you know, fairies, and what if it like wipes out the timeline of what actually happened, and like, oh um, Voyager came home, and like, I, <laughs> I know, it's like there's so many. It's a little scary. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Um, obviously, yes, I would love um for Chicote and, and Janeway to be married or whatever. <laughs> They're married Wedded in the bliss. books. Yes. Kristen Byer books, they are married. Mm-hmm. And she wrote those very well. Oh yeah. She, the... um, she yeah, the way she writes those characters, mm-hmm. it's like it's like she was on the the, the original show. Yeah. So so are you are you adding on to that or do you want to state your thought? Oh, neither. I just want to say you're the most amazing person that I've ever met. <laughs> Were you talking to me? <laughs> Not me. That's for sure. All right, explain yourself, kid. What with the theory or with that? Oh. <laughs> oh, so that's so that's why because of her because of her theory and your love for for out there out there theories like right when she said i shared it with everybody i was like i want to be your best friend (laughs) (laughs) oh we had so many different uh crazy ideas they're just like oh my god it's could go on go on and on we'll see what happens next week i I don't even know where they're gonna go yeah yeah okay so I don't remember exactly what happened at the end of the episode, but when we saw Chakotay and Janeway said something, I don't, what did she say? Oh, I don't remember what she said, but I think that after it, what did she say? Is it about um, how I'm, I'm starting to think that I, that you weren't my first crew. Is that the part? No, no, no. What, what she said to Chakotay during the holiday or hologram oh. thing. Oh, someone um, was boarding, right? Boarded or something. Yeah. 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 Yes, after 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 that happened or what was happening, my theory is that it was people from Tars Lamora. They were boarding there, and maybe it was the diviner or Monica. what's his name? What's his name? Dreadnock. Dreadnock. It oh, might yeah, be, yeah. It might have been Dreadnock because there's like no way that they were stopping him mm-hmm. because he's like general grievous um so i think that it was somebody from tars Lamora. they boarded um everybody on the crew was forced to go to the escape pods maybe even chakotay because janeway might have like forced him to go and that's why that maybe that taps into your theory where he's at starfleet and um so they all they all escape and dreadnought takes it back to um um tars Lamora where um, they find Jane White and then they erase her memory um, because um, um, so Damn. that nobody can ever find out what happens. And then and then she meets she meets everybody else later. And then now this happens. And then wow, figures it out. <laughs> kind of that kind of makes my theory uh, pale in comparison. Well, let me just say, and I need to say this because I am not often right. I was half right in the last episode. Um, I was wrong when I said that I thought that they warped to Federation space. I was right 
when I said that we would finally see Chakotay. I got that. I nailed that. So let's see what I can do. Uh, so I think, obviously, as we've talked about, somehow time travel is involved here. But I think that Chicote and his crew are on Tars Lamora in the present day, working in the mines. And yeah, and the crew is going to have to go back there to save the young crew is going to have to go back there to save Chicote and his crew. Wait, what I definitely of- think I definitely think there's going to be some sort of rescue rescue mission of some kind. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely what, think that's involved. What if that's what happens in part of my theory, where instead of leaving, they're taken hostage and then they go to Tars Lamora, where they have to work in the mines, and then they get rescued, and then everybody figures it out. There you go. <laughs> This is my favorite part of Star Trek. I know. know. Uh, So, I mean, this is a, this is a cool episode, but I mean, in the end, like as awesome as this was, we have a lot of questions going forward that need to be answered. And there's only four more episodes before the hiatus again. So I'm wondering how much we're going to get. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Yeah, maybe, maybe in the last episode they find Chicote in the mines. Maybe, and then it's a giant cliffhanger. I hate those. Oh gosh, yeah. it, it will be. It, it, it totally will be. Will be. Yeah. <laughs> Just to mess with us. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kellen, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, like I, like I told you when we were communicating, uh, when I saw that uh, Chicote was a part of this, I said to myself, we got to try and bump her up a week and get her <laughs> on for this one. I so, that. so where can you be found if people want to carry on the conversation more online with you? I am on Twitter as Coffee Mate JC. I am also on Instagram as the same thing, Tumblr as the same thing, and I have a TikTok that is all Voyager, Voyager 47. Find me. Wow. I make hilarious TikToks. <laughs> I, I think you're going to have to trademark your name. <laughs> I should. I should. Yeah. Good one. Garrett, uh, Garrett Wong actually recognized it when I went to, when I was in Vegas. Her, oh, really? And, uh, and Megan, they were like, you're a coffee mate, JC. Yes, <laughs> I, I am. I have a question. Does the JC in your name stand for Jacote? Jacote. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that today, that people like mesh it together and I mean, yes, it is for Janeway and Chicote. Yes. We are because the Jaceers. Because, because who wanted to see Seven and Chicote? I don't think anybody um, did. No, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Say that loud and clear for the people in the back. I remember when we, so Voyager was the first series that she watched all the way through. Nice. And I remember. Actually, we that's got, not true. I didn't watch the two up ep- or one episode where Kess came back, but that's it. Oh, okay. I still haven't never watched that. Fury. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That- um, I know it freaked you out. Yeah, um, we started it and I was terrified. Oh, but man, we get we get to the episode where she's experimenting on the holodeck and she's like, What? How does this make sense at all? It does. Like, I'm like, yep. There you go. <laughs> and and it's like, even if that, like, that was out of the blue, but they also didn't then go from there and, like, build it up. It was just, like, nothing else. And then, hey, we're, like, dating. Yeah, yeah, no right. chemistry, no chemistry, like. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't and get I to know them. what happened. I love them both as characters and actors. But they did not have the chemistry that Kate mm-hmm. Mulgrew and Robert Beltran had. And well, um, I don't, do you listen to the Delta Flyers? I have a little bit. Um, yeah. To be they to are, be honest, I haven't listened to a lot of podcasts lately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, 
they are <laughs> they are JCers. It's hysterical. We actually <laughs> we actually sent them a package of t-shirts with like designs that we've made and and mugs and all that because um every every week Robbie's like, come on, like they need to be. I'm like, see? So they're like, I understand the JCers now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it's about it's 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 time. I have a good feeling. <laughs> Hey. All we need is an acknowledgement of yes. something. That's yep. all we need. It's a kid's show. I understand that. <laughs> we just need an acknowledgement. <laughs> Don't forget that you can support Discovering Trek in the Trek Geeks Podcast Network by subscribing to bonus content on Patreon. Get access to unedited audio of all of our podcasts and lots of other perks. If you'd like to support this and the other member podcasts of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, Beam on over to patreon.com slash checkies where subscriptions start as low as $2 a month. For more great Star Trek discussion, check out the aforementioned member podcasts on the network. In addition to Discovering Trek, there's Trek Geeks, Rewind, Politrex, Five-Year Mission, Deep Space Pride, Infinite Trek, The Divine Treasury, Sci-Fi Sisters, and the newest shows Drawn to Trek, Science Station 2, and with the first link, you can find all these shows and where to listen on trekgeeks.com slash listen, or by downloading the Trek Geeks mobile app. Trek Geeks podcast network. No one talks Trek like we do. So M, what does the intrepid crew of the Protostar have in store for them next week? When a mentor from Dal's past persuades him to use their Federation cover for personal gain, the crew quickly discovers Starfleet has protocols for a reason. First contact next week on Discovering Trek Prodigy. And that's first contact. Episode six gave us fan service done right while still providing a high quality new story that we could all enjoy. So what happened previously to the Protostar? And where is Captain Chakotay? Keep tuning in weekly to Discovering Trek Prodigy to see how this all unfolds. Until then, never stop discovering. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.